Freedom is peace. Control and oppression is not peace. Peace is so powerful because so many don't have it. And so many entrepreneurs that I know are haunted by a lack of peace. Welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore biblical principles for living a God-honoring and a high-performance life. My name is Kenneth Ott. Today, we're in Hebrews 12. We're calling it the importance of discipline in the life of a successful person. Discipline is not something that sounds fun. Being disciplined does not sound fun. As a kid, it wasn't fun. But... I think everyone that's found success and is pursuing success realizes that discipline is a key part of that. So I'm going to read, I think that's a big part of what's, what comes out here. So I'm going to read verses five through 11, and then I'll just pull out a couple of things that stood out to me. It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and he chastens everyone who's, who, everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you're not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Notice no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. I think some of the key verses there we're going to talk about here. So look, discipline is not fun. Discipline is um, not fun to give. It's not fun to get. It's often not fun inherently in even developing it, right? It takes hard work. It takes repetition. Um, it takes training. It takes doing the same thing over and over and over again. It takes a long time. But what is the result of those things, right? When we when we train hard for uh, anything excellent, like whether we're we're training for an athletic event, or we're in a certain competition, or whether you're, whether it's you know in school or business or whatever else, like when you train hard, right? It's not necessarily fun in the moment. However, I think there's a secret to making it enjoyable in the moment. Um, but when you train hard, excellence comes out of it. When you don't train hard, then you never get excellence out of that. You never get excellence out of not training hard and not being disciplined. But here's what I think is even further here, which, which, which is interesting. I believe that discipline is actually the secret to freedom. If you think about it, in some ways, I find myself a very disciplined person, partially because I'm German and it kind of just comes with, uh, with, with that side of it, half German. Um, and so, a very disciplined person. And sometimes uh, in some areas of my life, people will see that and consider me, like let's say the way I eat, right? Sometimes uh, I don't often eat desserts. I don't eat any desserts uh, right now. And uh, I find that very, very satisfying for my, to me. I actually feel way better doing that. Um, but 
when there's like a birthday party or something, an event where a bunch of people are around and I don't, I don't make a big deal about it, but they don't realize like they offer me a piece of cake and I don't take it or whatever. Um, oftentimes people are like, wow, I can't believe that you like you like you just don't want to have the cake. You don't want, don't want to enjoy it, et cetera, et cetera. No, I want to have it. I want to enjoy it. I just know that the result for me will be a net negative pretty soon after. Like I'll feel bad. Like I just don't feel good. And I value other things greater like my health and my freedom there. And so what seems like a lack of freedom, and it is in a small sense, actually leads to a greater freedom in a larger sense. That's the case with discipline. So discipline leads to freedom. In fact, like, like discipline, if you, you equate that to self-control, right? Would you rather other things control you? Right? Like what's the opposite of self-control? It's like being controlled by all the vices, right? You're a slave to your vices if you don't have discipline. And I think that's really interesting because our culture sees discipline as a bad thing. Um, we may have grown up because, you know, maybe we got corrected or maybe we got disciplined in, in, in negative ways. We may grow up believing that discipline is a bad thing or feeling like it's a bad thing. But it says here that discipline is like one of the proofs of God's love because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he has accepted as a son. God is treating you as his children for what children are not disciplined by their father. It's funny because I have these conversations with my kids sometimes. And sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll set a direction for something. And my goal is just to help them become successful people that God wants them to be. God wants them to be. And so I don't have selfish motives in disciplining. I don't like disciplining them, but um, it's done for correction and training. And it's so funny how parenting is such a great uh, model for how you can think about, at least for me, how you think, think about you, you and God. Because when you discipline your kids, they don't like it. And I have these conversations with them. And sometimes, you know, uh, you know, when, that, when, when, there's a consequence and it has to be acted out. I often have these conversations with, with my son who is like, you could choose not to do it. Why, why are you enforcing this thing? And the answer is, is it's not fun to enforce it. I wish you hadn't um, maybe required me to enforce it because I don't enjoy enforcing it. And I don't, and I enjoy seeing you enjoying things. And so enforcing a punishment is not, or a consequence is a better way of putting it, is not necessarily a good thing. It's not a good thing at all in the moment for anyone involved, but choosing not to would be the easy path. And it might feel good in the moment, but it actually be the path that showed you that I, I didn't actually care about you. Like if I don't care about you, then I won't enforce the consequence because it's not easy for me to do it. I get no benefit out of it. It's much harder to enforce a consequence. It's harder to watch for the person you love. It's harder to do. Like sometimes the consequence actually is a consequence on me as a father um, because I was planning on doing something and now we can't do that thing, right? So enforcing the consequence is not fun. It's not easy, but it actually comes out of love. If you didn't love, so I often tell my son, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't enforce this. I'm enforcing this because I love you. And that may sound hard to understand at the beginning, but actually it's pretty logical. And then he gets it, you know, and it's still not fun, 
And I have to repeat it over and over again. Like anytime that happens, like if I didn't love you, I wouldn't be doing this right now. The reason I'm disciplining you, the reason that I'm enforcing this thing is because I love you. I often say that to, to my kids. And that's clear with God, right? And it's almost, and it says here, like if, if you're not getting any discipline, then you're actually not a son, not a daughter. Not, you're illegitimate, which is crazy. So I started looking into this word discipline because I think it's got some connotations that I don't know that are accurate, right? It has connotations of um, uh, really being really negative or um, as a punishment, which is probably true sometimes, but not always and not necessarily in this context. I just did some thinking on the word or looking at the word discipline. It's really interesting. The definition of discipline is training that corrects molds or perfects the mental faculties or moral character. That is really powerful. You want perfecting of your mental faculties and moral character. Those help you, right? Yeah, I also think it's interesting that training is in there, right? Because training, we don't often associate with discipline or being disciplined, but we do associate it with discipline, the other form of the word, you know, because in order to gain discipline, you must train. You think of any pro athlete, you think of, I, I do weight training every day. You know, you train uh, your, your disciplines in your business, right? Your, your skills and your practices. And so training that corrects molds or perfects the mental faculties and moral character. Uh, another definition, an additional definition is a rule or system of rules governing conduct or activity. I think it's interesting because I've heard um, and I've adopted this, like that, but that the Bible is God's guidelines for his kingdom. It's like a kingdom manifesto, right? And so, and there are guidelines and rules and laws and principles how how, you, how to live a successful life. That's really, really what it comes down to, like successful here and successful afterlife. But this is, this is a book of guidelines on how to live a very successful life. And so it's interesting that that is a, an element of the word discipline. Uh, it's a field of study. Discipline is control gained by enforcing obedience or order. Control gained by forcing, by enforcing order. You gain control when you have discipline. When you are disciplined in love, it gives you more control. And why is this so important for entrepreneurs? For someone that has goals, ambitions, and desires, it's going to be very hard, if not impossible, to achieve those things, to, to leverage your, your talents to the maximum, to gain success, true success. And that means success for you, success for others, success for the people that you lead and people around you. It's going to be really hard to gain that, if not impossible, without discipline. And it's going to be really hard to gain that, if not impossible, if you're, you're under the mindset of doing it sloppy, right? I've talked about this concept of the sloppy entrepreneur in other videos, right? And these are not devos. These are just other, other videos where I break down success principles uh, based on what I've experienced, what I've seen, 
having coached hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs and businesses that are making you know a little bit of money and a whole lot of money. Um, a little bit of success, a lot of success. And one of the things I've seen is that sloppiness cannot lead to success. But the picture of the entrepreneur, you know, if you look at it on, you know, any Instagram sort of social media type feed or anything like that, like the cliche picture of the entrepreneur is this like crazy, messy, mountain mountain dew drinking, you know, um, insane person, right? And while I don't think that that's true, I do think a lot of people adopt that. Being a leader and being being a successful person requires caring about little things, requires honing your skills and your practices, requires training. It requires mentorship, which is outside discipline and control. It requires gaining these things. This is the only way you actually gain freedom. You don't gain it by being sloppy, you're saying like, oh, I'm not good at that thing. You know, I'm not good at numbers. And, and so I, I let my CFO deal with that. Like, that's fine. But like, you have to be good at numbers if you're going to run a business. You have to be good at numbers if you're going to own a business. It can't be delegated fully to somebody else. The, the, the logistics of it and the execution of it can be, but like, you need to understand and have the discipline. Otherwise, here's where it comes. Like, you're not free, right? Otherwise, you're enslaved by the person that, does understand those things or by the things that do understand the other acts like systems that understand those things. And that's only one element of it. Like sloppiness doesn't lead to success. Sloppiness is really expensive and discipline does not mean slow, right? When I think of discipline, I think of like the Navy SEALs, right? And their motto, slow is smooth, smooth is fast, right? Discipline is smooth. Smooth is success. When you're disciplined, you're not slow. You are calculated. You are excellent. You are really, really, really good. The way you get there is by accepting discipline and also employing it. I think that context is important because it seems like what we're learning here is like discipline from God is a good thing, but we don't often feel like, I don't usually feel like it's a good thing. You know, the root of the word discipline comes from the word disciplus. I'm saying that wrong. It's a Latin word. Um, it essentially means pupil, like student, right? And that's where we get the word disciple from. And so the idea of like being a student, um, being mentored by, by the, the rule and the law of God, like, and uh, I think for some, some of us, you know, high performers, it can be hard to submit to someone greater. I wouldn't want to submit to someone greater unless that person truly was greater. Like that, you know, and so I have mentors and I've, I've chosen really carefully because I've had the experience in my life where I think someone's awesome. And then I end up getting the opportunity to meet them and they're not that awesome, right? Um, and those are like discouraging times when that happens. For me, when that's happened, those periods of time have felt like it actually could go to your ego, but it doesn't, right? Where you you realize you're the you're the smartest person in this room, but you weren't planning on being the smartest person in this room. You were hoping that someone else was the smartest person in this room that you could learn from. Those can be disappointing and discouraging things. Times I've had the opportunity to meet people and they that I thought were awesome and are not, and they off and that that's discouraging and but. I've also had the opportunity to meet 
people who are truly awesome that I feel like God has led into my life that have become mentors to me. And in a way, you, you, you're their pupil, right? You submit to their discipline, right? Obviously, when you choose those people, you have to make sure that they have the character and they have um, that all the areas of their life that you're following are actually areas that you would want your life to mimic and uh, not, just the, the, not just the external results, but the internal ones, the ones you don't see. In the same way, I'm guessing that you don't like to submit to somebody and let, that's greater than you. I think there's so much power in submitting to someone that is greater than you. And that's the point I'm trying to make here. And those can be mentors here on earth, but the greatest mentor is the maker of everything. He's created all the rules. Let him guide you. You may think, well, how do you do that, right? Well, uh, I believe it's, it's pursuing it, right? So there's prayer and there's, there's, there's that aspect of it. But it's also like your circumstances and understanding the, the laws that govern the universe, the laws that govern the success everywhere. And then listening to the discipline, like being aware to listen to the discipline that's coming, right? And adjusting and learning from it. It's really just an awareness more than anything else. I don't, it's actually not much more than that, not much harder than that. I think that's the, that's the main kind of thing. I just want to end on, I think this last verse is pretty cool here. It says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. Don't we know that? Right? We don't, we, we know that, but it seems painful. I'll just set, step back and say, there's a good guy that I, that I, that I like a lot. Um, his name is Jocko. And Jocko often has this phrase. Uh, he, well, he talks, tells a story. He was, he was a Navy SEAL. And you learn to love things that are really hard if you're in the armed forces, if you're Navy SEAL, military. Um, I've got family in those areas. Like, it's pretty awesome. And you need to learn to love things that are hard. And so you need to learn to love things that are hard. My point is, is like in other areas of life as well, even if you're not a Navy SEAL, but in that particular case, like you have to, otherwise you hate your, your life, you hate your job, right? There's just so much difficulty. There's so much discomfort and that kind of stuff. Jocko has this phrase where he says, um, he, he, talk, he talks about all these different stories about, you know, um, in, when he was in the Navy SEAL, like all the hard jobs, he would, he would raise his hand to say yes to, like the really disgusting hard jobs, like shoveling out the out, like shoveling the outhouse junk, you know, out of the hole, like, you know, 4 a.m., that kind of stuff, right? He would be the first one to raise his hand. And the reason he did that is he wanted to condition himself to loving things that were difficult, right? And that's a valuable, it's a, like a valuable pursuit if you think it, think it through. Because if you can love the hard things that 99.9% of people hate, then success is actually a byproduct, right? Because that, that's, that's the simple way to success is just loving the difficult things, right? The things that people find hard, find a love for. And so he has this phrase that he says, you know, it's really just, he just says good after things, right? Bad things, like things that most people would think are difficult, right? Like it's cold outside, good. I'm wet, soaking wet, and it's 32 degrees and I have to run three miles, good. You know, it's, I'm, it's early and I'm tired and I'm working out at 4 a.m., good. This thing happened, good. I got this difficult email, good. And it's not, it's not from a negative mindset it's really saying the words that your body doesn't feel. And there's power in that. It's this idea that you're, you, you condition a desire for learning, which is really what that discipline is, really what those hard circumstances are, 
are learning. Um, it's opportunities to understand and learn, right? And so when you can understand it and condition yourself to enjoy it, then one, you actually enjoy most of your life. And two, winning becomes a byproduct of basically just your life. Um, so it's super powerful. And uh, I just thought it was interesting. He's, he, I, I do that myself now after I heard him do that. And it says here, so, so the point is, is no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. If you can condition yourself to love that stuff, even the painful short-term stuff, you'll get more of the benefits of the long-term stuff, the successful fun stuff. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Being trained by it. And that, I, that word trained is a powerful word. It's a positive word. It's a word that produces a lot of results. It will produce a harvest of righteousness. And I just looked up righteousness. Righteousness is acting in accord with divine or moral law, free from guilt or sin morally right or justified. And uh, then lastly, it says it's genuine or excellent. If you're a high performance individual, my guess is your goal is to be genuine and excellent at something, right? That's my goal, like to maximize my potential and be excellent at the things that I do. That's righteousness, which I think is interesting because I don't, the connotations of righteousness are a little bit more stuffy when I think about them, but they're really not. Discipline produces a harvest of righteousness and then peace. Peace is so powerful because so many don't have it. And so many entrepreneurs that I know are haunted by a lack of peace. And um, when, when I see a truly peaceful entrepreneur, it's usually a very successful one because he doesn't have stress. He's not stressed about the things, right? So Inherently, you kind of have this abundance mindset, right? In order to have peace, you must have an abundance mindset. And an abundance mindset, we know, produces a lot of other really great results, right? A lot of other really great success. A harvest of peace comes from discipline. And that's, isn't that so true? Like freedom is peace, right? Control and oppression is not peace, right? Discipline produces freedom through peace, through righteousness, that's what I wanted to end on here today. Um, so listen, I hope that this inspires you. Maybe, maybe it um, encourages you around maybe the discipline that you're feeling, maybe some of the challenges that you're feeling. What would it look like for you to embrace discipline as, as the path to the freedom that you're seeking? I'm not saying, so, so you might be seeking a path of freedom financially, most likely. and probably of time and resources. What if discipline, embracing that was the path to getting those kind of things? I think it could be, you know, rather than fighting against the grain, fighting against the discipline and the, the principles that God's put in place. What if it was lining yourself up with those principles so that you can be ultimately successful? If things are challenging right now for you, Maybe that's discipline. Maybe you're, maybe you're working against the grain of one of the success principles, one of God's laws that govern the universe, right? Maybe getting in line with that is what that discipline is trying to get you to do. And if you do that, then we know you get more success, right? If you're in line with those principles. Listen, I hope this helps you. I hope it inspires you. Uh, and uh, 
allows you to run as hard as you can and, uh, and, and run after that ambitious life, that, that great thing that you're pursuing. If you'd like to know more about the Business Devo, you can go to bizdevo.com, B-I-Z-D-E-V-O.com. You can also sign up to get these in your inbox or text it to you or whatever you like. And if you'd like to learn more about me, you can go to kenott.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T.com. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing.